0: Welcome to the Get Writing Podcast. I'm your host, Liz McGavro, and I'm obsessed with all things writing, creativity, and telling your stories in your authentic voice, because I believe a good story can change the world. Ever since I was a little girl with my nose in a book, I dreamed of being an author. I wanted to see my books in bookstores everywhere. I wanted to talk about books. I wanted to soak up everything about the craft. My celebrity crushes were mostly authors. And I could feel in my bones that the writer's life was my destiny. Fast forward to today. Along with my alter ego Kate Conti, I'm an Agatha Award-nominated best-selling author with three mystery series. But it wasn't all smooth sailing along the way. I experienced many setbacks, crushing self-doubt, a lot of career detours, and I even lost my voice a few times when I let the world get in my way. Until I learned that writing was so much more than just a skill set you learned and developed over time. It's also an inside job that flourishes when you heal all the wounds that are stifling your creativity, which is no easy task. So if you're a writer of any kind, or if you've always wanted to write but aren't sure where to start, this is the place for you, my friend. We're going to talk about all things writing process, craft, strategies to help you get writing and stay writing, the daunting world of agents, editors, and publishing. And because I'm using my authentic voice, I'm gonna throw in a little woo-woo for you too. So let's get writing, shall we? Welcome to the Get Writing Podcast. I'm your host, Liz McGavro, and it's just me and you today for a shorty episode. It's also a milestone. This is the 20th episode of Get Writing, so yay, I wanted to celebrate. I thought about waiting until the 25th episode to call it out, but I'm learning to stop putting off the celebrations, to stop moving the goalpost on myself every time I do something noteworthy. It's a really bad habit and it's not served me well. So I'm not doing it anymore. So we're here. It's our 20th episode and we're celebrating. Also, it is Independence Day here in the U.S. and I wanted to talk about asserting our creative independence in honor of this day. The purpose of this podcast and a lot of the work I'm doing is helping people get writing. I mean, come on, it's in the title, but even more importantly, stay writing, which is, let's be honest, we sometimes don't do, right? And usually it's because there's some kind of creative block going on, despite our best intentions, despite everything we want for ourselves and everything that we want to accomplish creatively. Even if it's something that is never going to see the light of day, just knowing that we've done it would be so cathartic and healing for ourselves to do, but we put it off because we don't think that we're worthy or we don't think that it's a good way to spend our time or... We've been, you know, living with the message that creativity is just frivolous. So sometimes we just stop doing what we love. So how do you know if you have a creative block? It sounds like a simple enough concept. So a variation of writer's block, maybe, but where writer's block is usually defined as unable to make progress on a writing project. I think of creative blocks a little differently. For me, When the simple thought of putting pen to paper or sitting at the computer is paralyzing, that's a creative block. It's opening a journal, then closing it again with that feeling of, I can't do this, that's a creative block. When you see someone else creating something that tugs at your heart with the feeling of, that's something I always wanted to do, but you feel like it's just not possible, that's a creative block. When you put aside your creative dreams as pipe dreams, then years later feel miserable or angry. When you see someone else fulfilling similar dreams, that's a creative block. When your current career is not fulfilling, no matter how much money you make and you're longing for something more but have no idea how to even start so you don't, that's a creative block. So I could go on with these. There are hundreds of examples of this, all as unique as every person who's ever brushed their creative dreams under the rug. So I'll give you one of mine. This is like a perfect example of someone who, you know, had no idea that they were even living their dream in some way, right? I was so used to writing being an unacceptable career choice that it was hard for me to even use the word to describe myself, even when I was writing as a living. So I was working as a journalist. Um, I had just moved to Connecticut. I was working for a local paper, And I was writing a ton. Obviously, I was the reporter for the main city beat, um, writing three or four stories a day. And I happened to notice that one of my colleagues' email signature had his name. And then underneath it said, reporter slash writer. And for some reason, that fascinated me. So I, I was just so used to thinking of writing as like an unacceptable, unrealistic career choice because I I always thought of it in the context of, you know, writing novels and how that was always what I wanted to do, but always got the message that maybe that wasn't something that was gonna be viable. So it was hard for me to even comprehend using that word, writer, to describe what I did on the daily, even when I was doing it for money. Up until then I had only acknowledged the reporter title in my email signature or when I was introducing myself to someone for an interview. I remember saying to someone, kind of in awe, that this colleague called himself a writer. And I remember that person looking at me like I had five heads and saying, well, he is and so are you. Kind of like, duh, right? I mean, I was literally collecting a paycheck, I mean, admittedly not a big one, from my writing in a real job and I still couldn't even admit to myself that I was a writer because I didn't believe it was viable. This stuff is insidious, and unless we face it head-on, we're never going to achieve our full creative potential. And when I say that, I don't mean that we're necessarily going to have a book on the bestseller, New York Times bestseller list, or that we're going to write a screenplay that's going to be made into an Oscar-winning movie. It could be as simple as, I want to keep a journal every day, and for some reason you're not able to do that. So achieving that, if that's your desire, is getting to your full creative potential. The process of creative recovery is long, it's in depth, and it can be hard and heartbreaking. It can feel weird, it can feel wrong, decadent, selfish, all the things. But we have to do it because if we want to create and be creators, then we have to commit to finding that creative recovery so we can get to the point where we can actually create again. So, committing to taking your desire to create seriously, but also not too seriously. Because then, you know, that puts you in another whole issue of getting blocked. But recognizing that your desire is not going away. If it's nudging you, it's because you were meant to write. I mean, you're going to hear me say this a lot. I I already say it a lot. But I firmly believe that if you have that calling, then that means you're meant to do it. Once you recognize it and accept it, then it's about taking one small imperfect step to changing the story, owning your desire and whatever dreams accompany it, and then telling yourself that you deserve it, and then start doing it. That's really the key. It's always just about doing it. Then you'll find the other steps falling into place. You'll find more joy in the act of just writing, whatever the outcome. You'll recognize the desire, the craving to write, and you'll appreciate it. Instead of pushing it aside, you'll accept it, you'll carve out the time, and you'll start letting the muse come to you. The ideas will start to flow more often and more easily. Wish you could get some free advice from writers who've made their dreams come true? Now you can. Grab my free guide that shares the strategies top writers use that made a difference in them achieving their career goals. I believe that the most important strategies for writers are mindset, systems, and spirituality. Yep, you heard that right. More than talent, these three things are going to make the most difference in getting your dream started and achieving it. Because if you start believing that you can do it, that you're worthy of creating that book, short story, blog, or whatever it is you want to write, then you'll be able to achieve it. And having systems in place to combat the self-doubt and procrastination that can bring a writer to their knees is absolutely critical to stay on the path. And writers who use a little woo-woo along the way can't lose either. But don't take it from me. Grab the strategies that work from other fiction and nonfiction writers in this guide. So head over to KateConti.com and download today. I think we often just put so much pressure on ourselves. Whether we wanted to be a writer since we were kids, like me, or just wanted to start as an adult, we have this idea that we have to do it right or make it worth it and make some money from it, get some kind of recognition, something to tell us, hey, it's okay that you've used your time for this thing. But guess what? We don't have to think like that. We don't have to have a reason other than because I want to, because it makes me happy, because it's an escape. Think of it as your own version of because I said so. I'm guessing a lot of you heard that from your parents. I sure did. And this is my adult version of Because I Said So. I can write because I said so. Elizabeth Gilbert's book, Big Magic, is one of the best books on creativity out there. And of course she says it best. She says, it's okay if your work is fun for you. It's also okay if your work is healing for you or fascinating for you, or if it's maybe just a hobby that keeps you from going crazy. It's even okay if your work is frivolous. That's allowed. It's all allowed. Your own reasons to create are reason enough. That's kind of a mic drop moment, I think. I mean, she's so right. We don't need to tell the world or our spouse or our best friend why we're writing a novel or a blog or keeping a journal. It's enough that we want to do it. We owe it to ourselves to do the things for us. When people talk about self-care, it's not just about the manicures and the pedicures, although those are fabulous too, but it's about doing the things that make your soul sing. And if you have the calling to be a writer, to be a creator, then that's self-care to admit that and to embrace it and to make it happen. So celebrate your creative independence today. Write the thing, noodle the idea, scribble, be frivolous with your creativity. You deserve it. So thanks for joining me for that shorty episode until next week, friends stay creative. Thanks for tuning in. If you're not following the show yet, please go do it right now. So you don't miss an episode. And if you're so inclined, give it a rating and leave a review. I appreciate it. Love you all. Happy fourth. See you next time.